Pittsburgh Steeler fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, your host of Let's Ride, your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning podcast right here on the Steel Curtain Network, which is a part of the Fans First Sports Network. Listen, make sure you check us out on the Fans First Sports Network. It's fansfirstsports.com. If you want to get just the Pittsburgh Steelers news, go to SteelCurtainNetwork.com. That is right, SteelCurtainNetwork.com. We are getting ready today, Monday, to unveil, to begin the training camp confidential, and that's why on this podcast today we are going to be updating our 53-man roster predictions. Myself, Dave Schofield, will be doing that. Have things changed? Well, we're going to get everything out in the open before training camp begins But I do want to give you a little bit of an insight into this Training Cam Confidential. The Training Cam Confidential has been something that we've done for a very long time, dating back to Behind the Steel Curtain, and it's just kind of like a ramp-up. It's it's, it's our job as writers, podcasters, to get you excited, to get you ready for Training Cam. Yes, I realize we have not gone anywhere since the season ended in in, in early January. However, we want you the fans, to not only be educated, to be excited about this upcoming season because we are very excited. So the Training Camp Confidential is going to be a lot of stuff that's geared towards camp, whether it's training camp battles that are about to ensue, whether it's about predictions, whether it's about uh, the latest news, video, stuff like that that's going on in Latrobe, St. Vincent College, when the players report on Wednesday. We are giving you Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday as a ramp up, and then we are going to go full head of steam right into this thing Everything from Mike Tomlin press conference recaps with players mentioned. Mike, uh, that's something Dave Schofield always does. We're going to have you covered right here at the Steel Curtain Network on the podcast side, as well as SteelCurtainNetwork.com, which is a part of FansFirstSports.com. Check us out if you haven't yet. Also on all social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook. My gosh, all of you have Facebook accounts. We really want to grow our Facebook account. Uh, all of our articles get shared there, our links to audio podcasts. I share some videos and some cool stuff like that. Check us out. Just search Steel Curtain Network. Follow us there. We do appreciate it. We're going to have some giveaways coming up, by the way. I think some some giveaways you're going to be really, really excited for. So make sure you're tuned in. All right. Hey, when we come back after this break, you're going to hear Dave Schofield and myself give you the updated 53-man roster prediction getting ready for training camp. We'll be right back after this break. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back. It is Monday. It's time for the Monday Morning Conversation. And I teased this at the beginning of the show, talked about it last week. With training camp coming up on Wednesday, it is time to update our 53-man roster predictions. And joining me to always do that is Dave Schofield. What's up, Dave? How's it going? Hey, it's going great, Jeff, because training camp's right here. Days away. Days away. I'm excited for this. I know you are too. And we figured... We sometimes we wait until like post preseason or before the preseason to do this. Let's get into this because I think there's some changes. Now, this is not going to be as in-depth as maybe last time we did this, but there are still some changes that we need to discuss. And again, just to kind of reiterate for everyone out there, you can see this in the written form on steelcurtainnetwork.com. 
where you can comment, give your thoughts, all that good stuff, give us your reaction. But also something to keep in mind is, we always say it, I would say that if 53 is your number, probably 48 of these are locked up. We're talking about the fringe players there on the outside. But Dave, let's get this thing started where we always do, and that's the quarterback position. We have the same three, Kenny Pickett, Mitch Trubisky, Mason Rudolph, in that order. Anything that needs to be said in your opinion? No, I don't have any doubt that it's going to be those three, you know, as what's always true with anything in the NFL, barring injury. Um, and the order is set this year, where last year it wasn't. Yeah, I don't think there's any debating that. So quarterback seems pretty much set. Now running back is different. When you talk about running back three, Najee Harris and Jalen Warren, we both have his locks. Now this, we both have Anthony McFarland. I guess my question is, is do you think of someone like Jordan Bird? Or I, I know I'm forgetting the other person that... Alfonso Graham. There you go. If if um, they have a shot, what do you think about that? Yeah, there's there's actually six running backs on the roster, and technically Jordan Bird isn't even listed as one of them. So that that's another one of those interesting things. But to me, I have McFarland because I just don't know what else to do there right now. Yeah. Nothing's really jumping out. I was more tempted to go with only two running backs. Go what. I'm pretty sure it was Jim Wexel that, that suggested this, that said, hey, put more running backs on the practice squad and then pull them up if you need them, if you know you're only going to use those other two. Yeah, he cited that uh, Connor Hayward, if he needed to yeah. carry the ball, if you absolutely had to have someone, he could do it because he did it in college. He's got experience, and he's kind of that H-back, fullback kind of guy. So, yeah, you could get away with that potentially. And, and again, if, if you're going to have an issue, like an injury, you would have the op opportunity to pull someone up off the practice squad. Interesting thought there. I'm going to keep three. You have three as well yeah. right now. Now, fullback, we just mentioned Connor Hayward. I think we're both trending in the same direction because we technically have zero on the 53-man roster. I mean, yes, uh, what is it? Potterbaum is still on the 90-man offseason I want to see that mullet, Jeff. I, I want to see you. it. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't necessarily think that the Steelers are going to keep a – bona fide uh, fullback. It just doesn't seem like it's in the cards. Now, this is where it gets a little dicey. It's wide receiver. We both agree that they're going to keep six. I could actually see keep it, them keeping five. Yeah. I could see them potentially keeping seven. Yeah. So I went with six in the middle. You have Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, Allen Robinson, Calvin Austin, the third miles Boykin, Anthony Miller was released. So he's out and you have Cody white, the goat in. Uh, I have six as well. Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, Allen Robinson, Calvin Austin, third miles Boykin. And then I included Cody white and I had Hakeem Butler as out. So I'm going to go ahead and explain myself first because yours was kind of in, based in, on in, you. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> but Anthony Miller is no longer an yeah. option. So therefore you filled him with Cody white. But for me, you mentioned Jim Wexel. I love Jim. He's one of yes. my favorite guests to have on the show. And he said, look, Hakeem Butler, he's this tall, physical freak. He loved him out of Iowa State when he was coming out of, out of the uh, college ranks. He said, but man, that guy hasn't stuck anywhere until he played in the XFL against subpar competition. He didn't make it in Canada. He didn't make it in the NFL. Maybe he makes it with Pittsburgh, but I'm just that stuck with me when he said that. And I also am relying on our sources that say that Cody White has had a tremendous offseason, and the Steelers like the kid. So that's why I have the goat Cody White in there. Uh, what was what was your thought about Cody White instead of someone like Hakeem Butler? Oh, they don't like the kid. 
They love the kid. I mean, Cody White, as long as he's not going somewhere else, claimed off waivers, whatever, he's at least going to be on the practice squad. They just – and it, it really has nothing to do with his dad being in the front office, part of the scouting department. does not right. matter. They just love what he brings, his work ethic. He just – I think it's one of those things that he always knows where he's supposed to be and what he's supposed to do. Yeah, You know how Mike Tomlin loves that. So I went with him because you have me convinced that it's kind of his spot based on all the offseason stuff so far until somebody else comes out on the field and proves that they move ahead of him. Yeah, it, it's basically from what our source said, it's it's he's getting set up to have a great camp. If he has to have a great camp, he's got to put it together in the preseason. He's got to play well. I'll give you. A, I'll just give you a dark horse. Fans are going to hate this. A dark horse to make this team from the receivers. <laughs> they're going to really hate it. Is Gunnar Olszewski? Yeah, I, I talked about him in mine too. <laughs> I, I could. I could see Gunnar Olszewski, whether it's as a return guy, but they they like him. They absolutely like the guy. Whether you like him or not doesn't matter. They like him. I could actually see him. Maybe if they if there's an injury to someone, or you know that they just feel like he's playing really really good football. To saying dark horse, say what you want, but you, 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 hey, like you said, you had him in your little description on the website about potential for him to make the team. So, well, to me, ahead. he's got to be your returner, he has to be your returner. And right now, I, I have a feeling that if they did a depth chart right now, he would be the number one on the on the depth chart for for returner because he was number two last year. He was one, got bumped to two by Sims. Sims isn't here. I have a feeling once again he's that front runner, but it doesn't mean that he holds on to the job because if they don't trust him, then he's he's done. And he just doesn't offer enough on offense as a wide receiver to justify it unless they're going to keep seven. Right, unless they're going to keep seven. And and this is where if you keep seven wide receivers, you're going to have to really find, to do some juggling, whether it's, okay, we're keeping seven receivers, we're only going to keep two running backs. Or maybe it's like the next position, tight end. We both have four. Maybe they only keep three. And you got to move some pieces around to make this thing work. Speaking of tight ends, let's move on to that. We both have the same four, Pat Fryermuth, Darnell Washington, Connor Hayward, and Zach Gentry making the team. Do you see a situation where Zach Gentry is uh, considered expendable? Yeah. it's Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, because Gentry signed with the Steelers just before the draft, correct? If I'm thinking of my timing, because I don't know that they'd have done that drafting Washington. uh, Because I don't think they planned on drafting Washington, especially in the third round. So I think he could be expendable, but he doesn't have to be. Really, Jeff, this is three and a half. You could say they're keeping three and a half tight ends and half a fullback if you right. really wanted to. Um, and it might not even be half, but we'll just we'll just round it to a half anyway. And that's the whole reason you're not really keeping an extra one. You're just kind of putting Connor Hayward where he is because he's listed as both a tight end and a fullback on the roster at Steelers.com. Yeah. So I, I do think that it it's more about gentry if anyone's going to not have a spot, because I've said it in the past, I feel that everything Zach Gentry does, they're hoping that Darnell Washington does the same stuff, but better. Yeah. And if you've got someone that's doing the same stuff, but better, do you really need both of them when they're not even your number one tight end? No, it's a hundred percent true. And 
I look at Connor Hayward and, and all, all it's going to take for me is in training camp, someone reports, wow, Connor Hayward is taking handoffs. All right, there we go. He's getting handoffs. I just, just keep two running backs. And then you gotta, you got your yep. spot. He's killing a multiple roster spots with one, with one spot. So I, I, I have a question. What, what if you hear reports of Calvin Austin, the third taking handoffs? That's interesting. That's really interesting. Um, has he have a history of that? No, <laughs> not that I know of. I'm just saying I wouldn't be shocked. Well, but I mean, with a jet sweep, they could handle well, anybody. I'm not sure, a jet but, sweep, yeah. But I'm just saying, you know, why not? I mean, it, honestly, if you got in a bind, you could do something like that. My goodness, if the Steelers only went with two running backs, but they kept a Gunner O, they could line up Gunner O, and they both get hurt in a game. They could line up Gunner O in the backfield. They probably they could. could. So that wouldn't shock me either way. I don't think that's their plan, but if they had to do something like that to make do, I wouldn't be surprised. Right. Okay. So let's round out the offense with the offensive line. We both have nine. Uh, we both have the same nine as well. So it's Chooks, Dan Moore, Jr., Broderick Jones, Isaac Samalo, James Daniels, Nate Herbig, Kevin Dotson, Mason Cole, except I'm, I'm sorry. We don't have the same nine. Uh, you have no. Spencer Anderson making the team or did, maybe, no. maybe you have, okay, I'm sorry. That maybe was from before. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Kendrick Green is yeah. the final one of our nine. And I, I think Spencer Anderson is a great practice squad hopeful. Hopefully he plays well to the point where the Steelers see enough value in him. Everything you've heard about him leading up to you know, the draft, because I had never heard of this guy, is he's versatile. He can do a lot. He can play a lot of positions. So when I hear that, I'm thinking, okay, there's some intrigue there. So I'm hoping that he plays well enough that they want to keep him around, let him develop, maybe do the little Alejandro Villanueva situation where he spent time on the practice squad before taking a spot on the 53. But I don't think they give up on Kendrick Green just yet, but that's just me. Well, I've said before that Kendrick Green, yes, he was a draft pick, but he was a draft pick under a different GM and a different offensive line coach. So they might not have the same loyalty to see it play out as they did before. But then also, who else is going to be really your backup center? Do they really want to say, oh, well, James Daniels done it before. Oh, well, in a pinch, you know, maybe may, maybe someone else could snap. Do they really want snapped that? the ball before. Yeah, yeah. That, that was the other one. He's, he's done it. Are you really going to groom them to be that person? Or would they rather have someone who is a center who very well could also be Spencer Anderson? True. You know, or or green. And that's the reason I just wasn't quite ready. Like normally I was saying, I think it comes down to Anderson, Green, and Clark for the ninth spot if they only keep nine. And I, I don't know that they need to keep 10. So, if, but if they only keep nine, I think it's going to be those three guys, three dogs, one bone. But the other, but the only way it's really going to be Clark, in my opinion, is if the other players on the interior of the offensive line show that others can snap the ball, be that backup center or whatever to, in order to do that. So he's kind of got the, how do I say it? The longest path there because it is more than just him. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think Kendra green, because of his experience, whether it was good experience or not, his experience with, playing center at the NFL level should benefit him and help him find a spot on the roster. So there you have 25 total offensive players. I didn't think the offense was that difficult. You might squabble about 
what running back three they're going to keep. You might talk about how many wide receivers and what does that look like? The defense for, however, is a little bit different. So you go yeah. with the defensive line. We both have seven. We'll go with a little different route here. You have Cam Hayward, Larry O, DeMarvin Leal, Keanu Benton. That's Braden your four Fihoko. guarantees right there. Correct. Braden Fihoko. You have Armand Watts in from Montrevious Adams and mm-hmm. Isaiah Loudermill. So go yeah. ahead and, and uh, if you want to explain anything, I actually have Armand Watts out and I have Montrevious Adams staying. Go ahead though and explain why you have Montrevious Adams being cut from the team. Well, it all comes down to Keanu Benton. If Keanu Benton is going to take take your take snaps at nose tackle, then you don't need two other players who are just nose tackles, right? And who I would assume to be Fahoko and Adams, because Watts could also play nose tackle, but I think he has a little bit more. I, I'm not overly familiar with him. I do believe that he could also play anywhere on the line, more like a Tyson Alualu. Um, I could be off there a little bit, but that's just my understanding of him. So to me, when you have a nose tackle that plays maybe 30% of the time, you don't need three people to do that. So at yeah. most that you're going to want is two. So therefore, it's but to me, it came down to Fahoko or Adams. And I've been hearing a lot of good stuff about Fahoko. So I know Montrevious Adams, he filled it in there, did a nice job for the Steelers in the past, but sometimes you just get upgraded. Right. And for me, like you just said, you don't know much about Armand Watts, neither do I. So I went with stick with what you know. I've seen Montrevious Adams like a year and a half with the Steelers. Uh, he does have a different skill set than Fajoko. Everything I've seen about Fajoko is that he's that big, traditional plug, the middle yep. type run stuffer, which is great. That's not Montrevious Adams. I feel like Montrevious Adams could have a role on this team in some of their sub packages if they want to use him as a rotational piece. But again, we're well, talking about the fringe guys. I still think with Cam Hayward, Larry O, DeMarvin Leal, and Keanu Benton, if they can all perform at a high level, the biggest question being the rookie in that group, Benton, then you wouldn't need Fihoko or Adams to be, or even Loudermilk for that instance, to be a full-time player or even a big part of that rotation unless you absolutely had to. Yeah, and to me, that's why I say it comes down to Keanu Benton right. is because if he is, the, let's say, he is going to play nose tackle, which a lot of people, they really want to see. I want to see Keanu Benton being able to play nose tackle or or either the defensive tackle spots when they go, when they're not in base defense to where he could be like a Javon Hargrave was. Yeah. But if he is, does that mean that he's more, is he more like a Fahoko or more like an Adams? And therefore, do you want to keep... Like if Adams is is more of a nose tackle, like in 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 the idea of Benton, do you need both of them, or do you want somebody that does something different? Right. There's an awful lot to look at here. That's why I think this is one of the most intriguing places to look in training camp coming up. Yeah, because I still think there's a gut instinct with me that says one of the players that we think is going to be a shoe in is going to get be on the uh, be an odd man out. Mm-hmm. And it might be someone like Isaiah Loudermilk. We're all just like, oh, you know, they traded up. But like you said, old regime. Yep. Omar Khan did not make that move. And so if he's not playing well, maybe they keep Adams and Watts and Loudermilk's out. We'll see. Very intriguing position, though. We both have seven. Let's go to the outside linebackers. Four, TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith, Marcus Golden, and Nick Herbig. We both have the same players. And it just seems like Quincy Roche, you had hopes that maybe he would be that guy when they draft Nick Herbig and then they bring in Marcus Golden, it just doesn't seem like there's a seat at the table. I 
I can't think, Dave, has there been a recent time? I think you've looked this up. They have, have they ever kept five? I know they've oh, yeah. done three. But yeah. Have they ever done five? Oh recently? yeah, they they have. Well, because there's there's been I I, I feel bad because I don't have my handy dandy notebook with me to look up this beautiful chart that I made of such a thing. They've <laughs> they they've kept anywhere from eight to ten, and there's been plenty of times where they kept five from each, and that they've they've done that. But most of the time, it's because you're getting key special teams play from yeah. one of those. If they keep five, one of them's not dressing most likely. Right. So. That's one you want to think of. I but now that you have the practice squad where it's so much easier to just pull players up as you need them, that's why I think Quincy Roche, if he can get there, is a prime candidate for that. Here's another dark horse. I can't even say his last name right, but we, him, and I share the same first name. His name is David. Uh, starts with a P. I know I'm going to mess up. Is it is it Paralis? Is that how you say it? Um, I, I almost want to say paralysis, which just is completely wrong there. That's not it. No, that's not <laughs> it. That's not how it is. But he's kind of an intriguing undrafted free agent that would be really, you know, might be someone that the Steelers like, but might not want to show too much for him because he might be a, a guy that would be on the practice squad and they're dealing with injury. He's a guy that could get called up there. Yeah. All right. So we're pretty much set, though, with the four barring injury. That's who he thinks going to make it. Let's go to inside linebacker. This is it gets a little dicey in a, in a way. So yeah. when you're talking about four, that's what we both agreed upon. Cole Holcomb, Landon Robbins, Mark Robinson, and Tanner Muse. That's who we have as their four inside linebackers. Now this is a, you're going to see when we get to safety, this is interesting. Tanner Muse in his NFL career has been very much a special team specialist. That's really yes. all he's done, whether it was with the Raiders or the Seahawks. We put him with the inside linebackers, but really don't have any major expectations. I've talked a lot about Tanner Muse. I've asked a lot of people about whether they think he could be some form of answer. I don't know, but I have Tanner Muse being here. Whereas you'll find out later down the road with safeties, there's a player that also kind of fits into yeah. that same category that we both have not making the team. What are your thoughts on the inside linebackers? Well, to me, Tanner Muse is Marcus Allen. Yeah, that's that's what that's the that's role point, that yeah. that he fills. He is that player that could be your special teams guy if you have room to keep him on the roster with your depth chart, which is really tough. Which I wouldn't be shocked if they go another route somewhere else where they cut something somewhere else where they keep five inside linebackers where that fifth spot technically is Muse as a special teams player. Yeah. Where you're going to hear this again very soon with me saying this the same thing. But Mark Robinson, a lot of the to me, I think how many inside linebackers they keep, I think it comes down to Mark Robinson. If the Steelers think that Mark Robinson is there and ready to be that reserve guy that can get some snaps out there and can fill in if somebody goes down, if they think he is that thing already in year two where they kind of hinted that it was more of a year three thing for him, if they think he's he's good enough to do that, then they can keep four. If not, I think they have to keep fifth. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. I agree 100% about Mark Robinson being that guy. Keep your eye on him. How has he progressed after a full year in the league and an off season where he's trying to get acclimated to the position still? Because really, he only played one year at Ole Miss. So keep that in mind. Let's go to cornerbacks now. We both have six. Both have six. Now Patrick, that's a change for you, right? It is a change okay. for me. I had only five the last time and went to six. And so I actually have the same six as you do. 
Patrick Peterson, Levi Wallace, Joey Porter Jr., James Pierre, Corey Trice, and Chandon Sullivan. Those are my uh, six, and those are your six as well. And all I did was I added Chandon Sullivan. I just the more I thought about, it, I just don't see it, an op. I, I don't see the Steelers only having five corners. I really don't. I think they need to have more than that. Um, and so I went with the sixth, and it's the guy they brought in, and they let Arthur Millette go. So Chandon Sullivan is in. Yeah, five just not a lot of cornerbacks in today's NFL where you need as many coverage specialists as you can get. So that's kind of my thinking in that regard. Yeah, to me, Chandon Sullivan, his roster spot gets locked in even more the less you see any of those other names that we have ahead of him on that list playing in the slot. Now, I know Patrick Peterson could slide down and play there, do like Cam Sutton was doing last year. I get that. But if no one else on that list is doing something that like some people would love to see Corey Trice in the slot. I don't know if you're going to or not. I don't know if that's their plans for him or not, especially being a rookie. Sometimes you just like to take a player and say, say, go here, learn this, do that. You're good. We'll expand it later. So I don't know if that's something they're going to do there. Cause if no one else is playing the slot, then, then Sullivan's in. Yeah. If not, and they need to cut back cornerbacks to me, it's going to be either him or James Pierre because yeah, There's been a little bit too much hype out there on Corey Trice to, for the Steelers to think that's someone we can get onto the practice squad. I just don't think that would happen at this point. No, and, and our source even said, I, you know, I emptied out the notebook last week about how James Spears is going to have to win his spot. It's oh, yeah. not guaranteed. And I, see, I don't think that's shocking to me. It wasn't because, that shocking to yeah, me either. doesn't mean that he's not going to make it, but it's not. he shouldn't be penciled in already. You know, you, well, you don't want to use the Sharpie. He's got a lot going for him with his special teams capability, but he's going to have to also prove capable on the defensive side. Now let's go to safety. We both have four and we both have the same four. Minka Fitzpatrick, Demonte Casey, Keanu Neal, and Elijah Riley. You put Elijah Riley in. We both, I took miles Killebrew out. So we both have Killebrew is leaving this and, and what's crazy here. So Killebrew was the guy I was referring to when I was talking about the, the, Tanner Muse type, you know, special teams guru, if you want to call him that. And you think about what he brings to the defense. It's really nothing. He plays in goal line. That's it. Uh, so now you have miles killer. Here's another name. I want to get your thoughts on. Neither of us have Trey Norwood in any, anywhere. I did a couple times ago when we first did this, I did. Um, and I'm, that's why it's so that to me, it's that's tough. why I took out killer You have too many players that could actually contribute at safety to only keep four or or even five and have one of them only be special teams. Yeah. I'll I'll give you a situation where I could see uh, Trey Norwood making the team. Okay. So if he's a safety, so he would maybe be, let's say Elijah Riley can prove to be some of the slot coverage they want, maybe Mm -hmm. in their heavier sub packages. I could see Chandon Sullivan being out and Trey Norwood being added as a safety, unfortunately, it still means Miles Killebrew is out. But mm-hmm. I could see that because Trey Norwood has been that dime nickel guy. No, not not nickel. That dime cornerback who can play the deep half. He did it really well with Cam Sutton. I know that's something Jeffrey Benedict talked a lot about when he was doing the Cutting Room Floor podcast. So something to keep your eye on. Trey Norwood. When I was going through this, it's like, man, we didn't even talk about Trey Norwood. So yeah. maybe that's still out there. But right now, we both have four safeties making the team, and that rounds out. The defense, 25 total players, which leaves three for specialists. We both agree Boswell, 
big press. Christian Koontz make the team. Uh, there is a little bit of a battle there with Christian Koontz uh, and the long, and as well as as punter. I don't think there is a debate as to the place kicker. But Dave, any uh, final thoughts on the specialists? It's so funny because as soon as we think, well, this one's for sure, but these other two are close. Watch it in a week's time. Be like, wow, wait a second. I didn't realize that the the guy that they brought in really could, you know, yeah, make a make a run at Chris Boswell. It's hard to say how how much this is going to change in in a week or two, but to me, it's just. I think it is more of a coin flip at punter. I think it really is going to be who comes out and just kicks better. And I felt that that Harvin was doing better as the season went on and was doing a lot of things that the Steelers asked him to do that doesn't necessarily look great on the stat sheet. No. Yeah, you, you illustrated that well uh, on multiple different podcasts about – how the stats can lie in that regard in terms of punting. Uh, so keep that in the back of your mind. So there you have it. 53, 53 man roster prediction. When are we doing this again, Dave? Do we do it before the first preseason game? After well, not before. I think we do it after. I think we don't do it till the end of the preseason. I Might think. be after the preseason. Yeah. After, when it's all said and done. There you go. We can, we can, you know what, you know what we do it, Jeff? Would you say, Hey Dave, Let's do, another, to do the let's, let's, let's do another 53-man <laughs> roster prediction. All right, yeah. Jeff, I got it. We'll, there you go. It. So we'll be doing this again before, definitely before cutdown. So make sure you're on the lookout for that. Dave, why don't you tell everyone what you got coming up on the Scobro Show on Tuesday? And if you know your Stat Geek topic, I know sometimes you don't on Monday, uh, let us know what's going on there. Yeah, well, if you would have asked me this last Monday, I would have told you one thing for Stat Geek, and then it, would, it completely changed uh, because right. of the signing of Alex Highsmith. Yeah. Right now... I was kind of looking at a few different things for Stat Geek later on the week. One of the things was was possibly looking at, hey, there's a lot of talk going on with the running back position and everything now. I was going to kind of look at how durable the top running backs are in the league. Um, that's something I want to tackle unless something else jumps up more. But well, I've um, got a topic for you at some point. Oh, okay. The season is. But I, I don't know if I should say it on the air. If I'm just waiting. Tease it, but That's I'll, up to you. You. <laughs> I'll tell you, I want to, I want your take on the allocation of funds. Everyone's oh, talking about it. Everyone's yeah. and you're like, you're the salary cap guy. I, so let's bring up the allocation of funds. Set the, set the record straight. Dave, you did this kind of on the preview last week where you talked about the overall cap percentages and it yeah. wasn't as drastic as one side or the other. I'd love to see you break that down. Yeah, well, I actually threw a little something out in the, in, in the week that was podcast that ran on Sunday morning that, you know, the, the, you have the where it's why, why am I forgetting the words performance based pay that right. they have that built in for everyone. And or if you're not making as much, but playing, playing a lot of stat, uh, snaps, you can make more money. Maybe they need some kind of performance based pay specifically for running backs. Maybe. You know, if if if, yeah. if you if you're thinking that that position's being devalued, now that would that would take a lot to happen. But right. to me, that's the only way you could really, really have that come through and say, hey, if, if you're not getting paid as much here, here's these things. You're, I, I think, more than anything, running backs, and they're not going to like it. They're go, they're going to get incentive laden deals. You've got to play X number of games. Yeah. You've got to hit X because it's so easy for them to miss time. But that's a whole different subject. Absolutely. Scobro on Tuesday, we're talking about our our camp. I always mess up which one it is because there's two different ways to say it. I'm pretty sure we do our camp darlings, not our camp phenoms, our camp darlings that we're going to look at going into training camp. All right. 
Very good. Make sure you check that out. And uh, Dave, as always, thank you for your time, and we'll be in touch. All right. Sounds great, Jeff. Thanks. See you. All right. A big thank you to Dave, as always, for taking the time. He's a trooper. I appreciate his efforts. He does a good job. So make sure you check him out on the Scobro Show Tuesday night, as well as the Stat Geek on Thursday morning. Uh, he does a great job. So also make sure you check him out on the written side at steelcurtainnetwork.com. I want to remind everyone on Tuesday morning, be on the lookout for the tweet for the mailbag. You you want to make sure you're hearing that. You want to make sure you're you're getting your questions in right before training camp kicks off because on Wednesday we'll be having that show that morning. And I want your questions. So find me on Twitter at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T. You submit the question. I give you the answer right here live on the podcast. All right, folks, that does it for me. You know how he finished it out. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great start to your week. Training camp is almost here. It's exciting. We'll see you on Wednesday. Go Steelers.